1: You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish, filling in for Big Nige. And let's go to the hotline right now and bring on one half of the Chicks on the Right program, Daisy joining us. Now, Daisy, you're in Texas. Are you guys getting this crappy cold weather that like we're getting?
0: Yes, we are getting so much. I'm not equipped to deal with this anymore. I've been gone for three years. I don't know if you realize that it's been three years since I have not been able to be in person talking dirty to you, Jason, (laughs) and it's and (laughs) saying inappropriate things in the office to you. But I, but I, I'm not equipped to deal with this crap anymore. It's so cold and ridiculous. And yes, it's it is. It's it's ungodly, weirdly cold here in Texas. And we're our cows are freaking out. We're all freaking out. Okay, so that's the thing, right? want to talk
1: about the cows, because this may be a (laughs) dumb guy question, and I should know this living in the Midwest, but here I keep hearing all the news agencies and all these advocates say, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring your animals
0: inside. Do cows get cold? (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do get cold, but we're not going to bring them inside. Although I, there's a part of me that's like, okay, if it gets super, like, really, really cold, I guess we get because people, a lot of people have barns here. We have a lot of lean twos on our property, but then I, you know, listen, they're Brahmins. They're pretty hardy. They're meant for warmer weather, though. Our particular breed of cow. So if it gets super, super cold, I guess I could ask my husband to bring him into the, the shop. <laughs> I don't think he's going to go for it. <laughs> no,
1: no, that's uh, that's probably a negative there, Ghost Rider. Uh, all right, speaking of the cold. Let's talk about Iowa tonight, the Iowa caucus, the 2024 election season officially underway tonight. And look, there's a lot of storylines, but to me, the weather is the biggest one. We're hearing wind chills minus 40 approximately in the state of Iowa tonight. Uh, What's that going to do for the turnout tonight?
0: I think it's going to really hurt Iowans. I mean, Iowans are a hardy bunch. They're bread for snow. They're like Indiana folks, right? They're Hoosiers. They're like Hoosiers. And I think they're going to get out and they're going to vote, Jason. I think this election is too important for people. This one has hit home. It's all about kitchen table issues, the economy, education, border crisis. It affects, that affects everything else. I think people are ticked off about a lot of things. I think people are, are riled up. Um, they're motivated. And honestly, I think Iowans are... They're tough people. They're like Hoosiers. They're going to, it's just weather, right? It's cold. But with these
1: politicians, though, whether it's Trump, whether it's Haley, whether it's DeSantis, Vivek, whoever's still in the mix, isn't this kind of a built in excuse? Because if you don't get the number you want tonight, and again, it doesn't matter if you're the front runner or somebody in the back of the pack, can't you just say, well, the weather was crappy, survive in advance, we're going to New Hampshire now?
0: Yes, you could. Oh, my gosh, that's such a great point. Yes, you can totally blame it on the weather, but they're going to blame it on if if it's not a good night for them, they can blame it on whatever they want to blame it on. But I mean, I am very curious to see how things turn out. Now, obviously, I think that Trump um, I think Trump has it in the bag. I think just the numbers are, are telling us that Trump. Trump is the guy. Trump's going to be our guy. I, we go back and forth about this on our show. Um, but I, I think that he is he is going to be our man and that we're probably going to have to get behind him.
1: If he gets over 51% tonight, should others drop out of this race?
0: Um, you know, if, if it were me, I probably would. But I, I wouldn't. You know, people like a Nikki Haley or a, a DeSantis probably won't. A Vivek, a Vivek, he probably will, because he's he's polling so low, don't you think? So I would think that maybe he would reconsider what he's doing. Perhaps.
1: Right. I Um, see Nikki Haley hanging on to at least South Carolina. I think she wants to compete in her home state. Uh, Mm -hmm. DeSantis, you know, he's fundraising for New Hampshire. So even if he gets his doors blown off tonight, I think he's in it for one more. But Vivek is interesting to me. Vivek is the interesting one.
0: He's a wild card, you know, and like now Trump is sort of turned on Vivek because he somehow doesn't think that he's loyal to him because loyalty is very important to Trump. Um, it's as if he just realized that Vivek is running for president. And that he's like, like, dude, he's been running for president the whole time. That's never changed. But
1: True, um, but Vivek's whole campaign for a long time was Donald Trump is awesome. Like That was yeah. his campaign strategy. And
0: I, right, and I think a lot of people misconstrued that for he's running for vice president. And I don't know if that's necessarily what I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he's just been complimentary because he does like Trump. And I think Trump looked at that and said, Oh, he's loyal to me. He's been running for president the whole time, make no mistake. And I think he's going to try to get there no matter how he can. I mean, like this, he's a politician as, at the end of the day, he's running for political office. And so he's trying to do the whole caucus thing the best way he knows how, and he's trying to smooth people. And that's, I mean, he, if you've seen videos of him and, and him trying to sh- schmooze people to to get on his side, I mean, that's that's what these people do. Make no mistake. That's what they're, they're bred to do. They're like, they're politicians at the end of the day. And that's what Vivek is essentially trying to do is get people in his corner. So it, I don't think it puts him in Nikki's corner. You know, I don't think he is. Vivek is, is not. I think some people are thinking, oh, well, if he's not with Trump, maybe he's going to be with Nikki he's not going to be with Nikki. I think he understands that Nikki's being pushed by the establishment.
1: Right. Um, because here's I my think thinking, they're... Daisy. Now, tell me if I've got you know the tinfoil hat on or not. All of a sudden, with all this chatter about Nikki Haley possibly being uh, a candidate for Donald Trump's vice president here, all right. of a sudden, at a left field, Donald Trump starts going at and attacking the biggest troll she's had this entire time. Like, DeSantis and Nikki Haley disagree, but I don't think they hate each other. Vivek and Nikki Haley hate each other. So does this kind of give you the indication that Trump is seriously considering Nikki Haley to be his VP?
0: Oh, my gosh. I just don't know. I think that would be so bizarre. Don't you think that'd be weird? Although, because I look at it this way, I think Nikki at first, you know, I was because I've always liked Nikki Haley. I really have. But it's like going through this process. It's been very eye opening to me because I've, I've looked at this and I thought, OK, she is definitely the establishment candidate. The Democrats like her. The liberal media likes her, and right. when the liberal media likes you, um, when they take an actual liking to you, that's a red flag. No pun intended. Totally, totally. <laughs> to some of us, yeah. So some of us on the right, that is a huge red flag. And so um, Vivek has some points when he starts, you know, spewing all of these. I don't want to say like conspiracy theories, but when he starts talking about his theories about. You know the deep state and the establishment, and who's getting chosen for who, and who's gonna how this is all gonna line up, and how they're trying to knock Trump out. And we know that they're trying to knock Trump out, but then when he starts talking about establishment candidates and who the establishment is trying to put up, I mean, I he does have a point. I think that there's a valid point that the establishment is trying to put her up. Now, do I think that Trump will make her the VP candidate because maybe that will somehow bring establishment? In with him, and so he's like anti-establishment, and the establishment will come with him, and so that would like bring everybody together. I don't know. That's a that's a viable. Um, I, maybe that's something. But for me, I always thought going into this, I thought he should pick somebody like a Christy Noem for a VP candidate because right. I think she would be awesome in that position, and I think that that would be a winning ticket.
1: So over the weekend, you had Roger Stone, who, again, say what you want about Roger Stone. He's a bit out there, but he's somebody that does have access to Donald Trump, has access to his ear. He says he wants to see a Donald Trump Tulsi Gabbard ticket, but he wants Tulsi to commit to being a Republican. Does that do anything for you?
0: I mean, it does, because I think she would... She would pull a lot of those independent I don't even know who those people are, Jason. Like who the hell is an independent right now? But I but they exist, right? Those people who are sort of I guess call themselves moderate, people who are riding the fence. But she Tulsi Gabbard would pull a lot of those folks in. And so I it is a that would be a smart move. we talked about that too on our show, where it's like if it's not Christy Noah, but Tulsi Gabbard would be great. I think a woman on our side, or at least who leans on our side, would be a fantastic um, pick. And I, I and I, I would be afraid—I don't know if "afraid" is the word—but I would not. I would want him to lean away from somebody like a Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake is too much like him.
1: Right, if right.
0: It'd be too, it too much Trump. She's like a Trump as a woman. And that's <laughs> too much Trump. Um, he, he needs somebody. He needs somebody softer,
1: you know. And if you remember. If it is indeed Tulsi Gabbard, and again, let's just, you know, hypothetically, just play along with me here. If it is indeed Tulsi Gabbard, how amazing is that vice presidential debate going to be to where Tulsi and Kamala have to sit down again? Because if you remember the first time around during the uh, Democrat primary, Tulsi ended Kamala Harris's dreams of being the president. Basically oh took her underpants off on stage and smacked her bare ass in front of America. She
0: spanked her. She totally spanked her. But seriously, like who who wouldn't kick Kamala's butt in a debate at this point? My, my thirteen year old, my my great dane would kick her butt
1: in a debate. Your cold ass cows outside could probably beat Kamala Harris.
0: <laughs> yes. Totally. Uh,
1: what are you ladies working on uh, with the Chicks on the Right?
0: Oh, my gosh, everything. We're talking about everything. We're talking about the Palestinian protests. We're talking about Israel. We're talking about Biden is gas every single day. We're doing all the things. Everybody can check us out at chicksontheright.com slash links for all the places, Jason.
1: Daisy, stay warm, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again here in a couple of weeks. Thank you. You too. Talk to you later. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.